trying to disguise yourself as a worker bee. That's you trying to blend in with the hive. But you're not a worker bee. You're a renegade killer bee. Killer bee. Killer bee. Viceberg Slim. I will chop your heads off! Welcome to In Broad Daylight, a solo podcast with your host, Adam Todd Brown. Hey everybody, welcome to In Broad Daylight, a solo politics and news podcast hosted by me, Adam Todd Brown, and my co-host, no one. The dulcet tones of the air conditioner running in the background. Don't worry, baby, it's 2019. Noise reduction will take that right out of there. You won't even know, unless you're like one of those audiophile types who's listening to this through wood grain headphones that everyone around you can hear because they sound better that way. Then maybe you'll notice. But if you're just fucking listening to this in your AirPods or driving in your car on your way to work, you want to start your work day really relaxed. Something nice to ease you into your work day. Listening to me scream about Trump. What better way to kick things off. That was a long-winded way for me to tell you. It's kind of warm in the studio today, so I have the air conditioner on. That is news that is 100% immaterial to what we're talking about today. But I shared it with you anyway, because I want you to know we have a bond. I don't just talk to you about politics. I don't just talk to you about news. I talk to you about my life and what's going on. My dog's in the other room. She's tired. She's passed out. Had a puppy patty today. What's that? Just a hamburger patty that you give to your dog. She loves it. Goes crazy for it. I'm honestly a fan myself. It's a hamburger patty, you know? Anyway, let's get right to it. Trump is losing his goddamn mind right now. And I don't mean that as in, can you believe Trump has once again done a thing I disagree with? No, I mean, he is legitimately going insane. Listen to this clip of him talking to Fox Business host Maria Bartiromo. It was tweeted by Vox writer, Vox, not Fox, Aaron Rupar. You can uh, follow him on Twitter at A.T. Rupar. He also wrote about it on Vox. Here goes that clip. Nobody well, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page wrote everything down, well, do so we've got, the all, the, we've got all the text. Do you see, no, where do you see the rest of there? There's now, more. here's the problem. Robert Mueller, they worked for him, and the two lovers were together, and they had texts back and forth. Well, how come we haven't seen forth. it all? I mean, you, you did because you, know you, you gave William Barr the authority Mueller to do. De- terminated them illegally. He terminated the emails. He terminated all of the stuff between Strzok and Page. You know, wow. they sung, you've never seen. Robert Mueller terminated their text messages together. He would. He terminated them. They're gone. And that's illegal. He, he, that's a crime. Well, how come that and, has not been discussed? Where is that in the courts? I mean, is this, well, are I you going to see accountability be, for that? The Republicans know it. To me, it was one of the most egregious things. Because you remember when they worked for Mueller. Can you imagine what they said back, how stupid they are? And how, can you imagine what they said? You know, these stupid lovers, he's trying to show what a big man he is. You know, making statements. That, and she's back to him. Oh, yes, darling. Yes. yes. Darling, you know how stupid they were. I just saw this. 
this was a love serenade going on, okay? Well, I mean, if, th- th- if you, it's obvious what, what they were planning, sir. I mean, we, we, we've seen the texts, and uh, you, no, no, you gave William this, Barr the authority to be... For two and a half years, Maria, on top of... And then they say his approval rating is 51. Rasmussen... Are you fucking kidding me right now? The Vox article about this interview brings up the really excellent point that this is another example of Fox normalizing Trump. Even when he's being the absolute worst and most extreme version of himself, like I would argue he's being in this interview, they still try to make it seem like business as usual. I mean, to her credit, Maria Bartiromo does look legitimately shocked by what she's hearing, but she also goes out of her way to make it seem like what she's hearing isn't at all abnormal. And it obviously is. That's the president of the United States accusing the FBI of treason, basically. I say basically because we'll talk a little later about him actually using those words in regards to things like this. And this is just the most recent extension of that or the most recent. And this is just the most recent example of that. Like she even says it's obvious what they were planning, sir, at one point. Granted, it was an attempt to get Trump talking about something else. But even then, why? You know what her first question should have been after that rant? Mr. President, are you high right now? Because he clearly was. We've played this next clip on a couple of different episodes in the past. But let's run it again. He's a speed freak. He crushes up his uh, Adderall and he sniffs it because he can't read, so he gets really nervous when he has to read cue cards. I'm not kidding. This is true. I had a 24-page NDA, non-disclosure agreement. I didn't know that he was becoming president. Now it's no way, dumbass. I'm telling you everything I know. <laughs> so he gets nervous and he crushes up these pills. That's why he's sniffing when you see him in debates and when you see him reading. That's why he's tweeting. You know, it's like he's out of his mind. It makes sense if you think about it. Methamphetamine was invented by the Nazis to keep the fighter pilots up all night on bombing runs, right? So it makes sense that Trump would use it to hate tweet and the self-centered rage at 4 a.m. on the toilet. I figured I'd let that get to the punchline, even though I didn't necessarily have to for informational reasons. But that was comedian and writer Noel Kassler, who worked on the set of the Miss Teen Universe pageant, among other things, back in the 90s. And in case you missed it, he did mention that as part of his employment with Trump, he had to sign a 24-page non-disclosure agreement, which he very clearly and publicly violated in that stand-up set and subsequently in the video that was spread all around the internet. And the Trump administration has not said anything about it. Weird, right? If Trump was being slandered in that clip or libeled in some way, he would definitely tell you. He loves to use words like that. But in this case, not a single word. Interesting. It's almost as if he doesn't want to make a big deal out of it, maybe because he's fucking addicted to Adderall. And not just addicted to Adderall, but snorting fucking Adderall. Do you know the side effects of a drug addiction like that? I don't care what side of the fucking aisle you are on. You do not want a president who is addicted to stimulants in the White House. And it's not even like that's the first hint that maybe Trump was doing something with his curmudgeonly old nose that he shouldn't be. 
with the last clip now entered into the public context, let's look back on a classic moment from the 2016 presidential debates, weirdly enough, featuring Howard Dean. For some more analysis, now I'm joined by MSNBC contributor Governor Howard Dean, the former governor of Vermont, also the former DNC chairman. Uh, Governor, nice to see you again. Thanks, Kate. Uh, Last night, a lot of people were tweeting all about the same thing when they were watching the debate. It had nothing to do with Donald Trump and what he was saying, but it was what he was doing. I know you noticed this, too. He was sniffling. I want to play just from the first answer in last night's debate. Here's how it went. She's in deep trouble. We don't have agreement. It's said, okay, good. I want the agreements better. The bigger numbers than ever. And so following a bunch of sniffles, Governor Dean, you wrote on Twitter, notice Trump sniffing all the time. Coke user. <laughs> Remember when Howard Dean tweeted that? And I think it's a very legitimate question because those are the sniffles of someone who's fucking snorting drugs. I live in Los Angeles. You can trust me on this. I've seen more than a few people who abuse stimulants in that manner, interacted with them, had them on podcasts, worked with them at companies that do drug tests. Everyone knows what that fucking sounds like. And that's what Trump was doing in that clip. Again, I don't care what side of the aisle you are on. If you think that there aren't some legitimate questions to be answered about whether or not our president is just a regular maniac or a drug-addled maniac, you're in denial. You are that enabler in this particular addict's life, and your refusal to accept what is clearly happening right now is inevitably going to kill him. And it might kill us all. People in the throes of shit like that don't make great decisions, especially not if you're talking stimulants. That impacts your impulse control. You do not want a fucking president with poor impulse control we clearly have one is it because of drugs or do the drugs just make it worse who knows what i do know is trump has been very publicly accused of being addicted to adderall and no one's looking into it if any other famous person called into any television show and sounded that way we'd get an immediate statement from their pr person about them checking into a facility to deal with personal issues, and we wouldn't hear from them again for like a year. Mariah Carey showed up on an episode of TRL and gave out ice cream bars to kids in the middle of a heat wave. And we were like, call the doctors. She has lost her fucking mind. Hillary Clinton pretended to be shocked by a bunch of reporters all yelling questions at her at once. And Trump supporters wanted us to think she had Lou Gehrig's disease or some shit. Meanwhile, Trump Adderall dials Fox business, and it's just our wacky president being wacky. No, it's not. This is a crisis. This is 25th Amendment shit. And as for the allegations that Mueller deleted messages, he's just lying. He is flat out fucking lying. What he's referring to are messages between Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, who worked on the Russia investigation together. They were also boning in an extramarital way, and they used government phones to communicate during that time, and some of their messages contained anti-Trump sentiments. And here's the thing. That all became public, and Stroke was fired, and Page resigned, which was probably the right thing to do. Be more careful. You're fucking FBI agents. 
But that all became public and their messages were made public. But initially, messages from right before and right after the election were missing. And the Trump administration and those who support him used that as an argument that a conspiracy was afoot and that the FBI had been conspiring to make sure Trump didn't win. And it failed. And that's pretty suspicious, right? But no, it's not. The Justice Department already investigated this. And not only did they determine that the messages were not deleted intentionally by Robert Mueller or anyone else, but they also recovered the messages in question and released them publicly. If there was something shocking in those messages that indicated the FBI was conspiring to keep Trump out of office, Trump would fucking tell you. I think we can all agree on that. So instead, they're acting like a question that was already answered still hasn't been answered so they can make Mueller and the FBI look like the villains in this affair. And of course, this rant comes at a time when Trump is being his absolute shadiest in regards to Russia. For starters, in an interview on Meet the Press, he was asked what the biggest mistake of his presidency has been so far. Instead of the correct answer, which is winning the election, he said, I would not have appointed Jeff Sessions to be attorney general. That was the biggest mistake. (laughs) Oh, was it? You remember Jeff Sessions, right? The attorney general who had to recuse himself from the Russia investigation after his own questionable dealings with Russia became public, thus clearing the way for Robert Mueller to take over the investigation. That one, that was Trump's biggest mistake so far during his time in office. Go figure. Also, Trump is planning to meet with Putin this weekend on the sidelines of the G20 summit in Osaka, Japan. And what are they going to talk about? It is none of your goddamn business what they're going to talk about. How about that? That's what he told Trump, Ader, and a better Chuck Todd in another recent interview on Meet the Press. Probably the same interview. Chuck Todd lets Trump say whatever the fuck he wants. Chuck Todd is the de-resistance. And in his capacity in that role, he, of course, didn't really question Trump on it any further. Because that's what Chuck Todd does. Go watch any of his fucking interviews with Trump. He is there to generate sound bites that make Trump look powerful, like he's really sticking it to liberal NBC. Meanwhile, NBC couldn't fucking be happier that Trump's in office. And here's the thing. Of course, that is our business. This is the same president who just a couple weeks ago said he'd welcome foreign interference in our upcoming election. And now he's meeting with the leader of the country who interfered in our last election. Obviously, what they're planning to talk about is our business, as are the notes he seized from an interpreter after his last meeting with Putin. Let that swish around in your brain a little bit. He, the president of the United States, personally seized the notes from his meeting with Vladimir Putin. If you're a Trump supporter crying about Hillary Clinton's emails, but not about this, you have to leave the discussion right now. I'm sorry. Your stance is disingenuous and you don't have the moral character to honestly discuss this. But I look forward to not reading your long-winded comments on Patreon nonetheless. Anyway, about those notes, Democrats want them. The Trump administration isn't giving them up. If they even still exist, he probably fucking ate them. 
Just joking. Snorting Adderall really fucks with your appetite. He's lost 40 pounds recently. Did you know that? Anyway, this is a quote. The Presidential Records Act is at the core of the Oversight Committee's legislative and oversight jurisdiction. And I had hoped that the White House would cooperate voluntarily with this inquiry. Instead, the White House has disregarded these legitimate congressional inquiries and dissembled about basic facts. These actions do not serve the interests of the American people, and they obstruct and frustrate the committee's review. That's House Oversight Committee Chairman Elijah Cummings. And he's right, obviously. Hiding evidence of what you discussed with the leader of a government we have sanctioned over interfering in our election is an egregious abuse of power. Granted, under this administration, it feels like a minor thing, but it is a huge problematic thing that would have destroyed any other president, but not Trump. But hey, on the bright side, at least we have the Mueller testimony to look forward to. That's right, folks. Live Wednesday, 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 July 17th, Robert Mueller speaks. He'll be testifying in front of the House Judiciary and Intelligence Committees after being subpoenaed. That last part seems important. He had to be subpoenaed. He made it really clear as soon as the Mueller report came out that he did not want to testify in front of Congress, which is some bullshit. It's like when the Beatles stopped touring at the height of their fame. It's like, get out there and let the people hear it live, man. Sometimes the album isn't enough. Make some connections, Robert Mueller. So now Congress is forcing him to do that. And that might be all he wanted. Maybe he didn't just want to seem super eager to get in front of Congress and add more to what was in the Mueller report. Maybe he wanted to wait to be subpoenaed. Either way, he's been subpoenaed. And now he has to tell us what he knows. But even then, he's made it really clear that he's only going to testify regarding what's already in the Mueller report. So this will probably be a little anticlimactic, but it will at least get it in the public record and we will see where Democrats go from there. Will they use it to impeach Trump? Time will tell, but should be interesting. Or it could be a completely moot point because all of that is assuming that Trump doesn't have Mueller fucking arrested before he's able to testify. Does that sound like a joke? Because it's not a joke. I think that is absolutely what Trump is building up to, not just Mueller, but everyone involved in launching the Russia investigation. This is, it's every bit as terrifying as his constant suggestions that he might stay in office beyond two terms, which CNN's Chris Saliza recently called him out for. Kudos to you for finally doing your job, sir. But Trump and his fellow Republicans just cannot stop suggesting that Maybe it's time to arrest the Democrats over having the audacity to look into whether Russia was trying to influence the 2016 election and not just the Russia investigation. He's still hung up on the Hillary Clinton email investigation. Here's one recent tweet. He said, wow, the State Department said it has identified 30 security incidents involving current or former employees and their handling of crooked Hillary Clinton's emails. This is really big. Never admitted before. Highly classified material. Will the Dems investigate this? This from a president who, as mentioned mere minutes ago, literally seized transcripts of his conversations with Russia's president so no one could see them. 
I'm supposed to believe that same man cares about national security and making sure our classified information doesn't fall into the wrong hands. Why do you think ICE canceled those immigration raids that they were planning last weekend? It wasn't because they had a change of heart. It wasn't because Trump wanted to give Democrats more time to come up with a plan that includes funding for a border wall. It's because he fucking told everyone the raids were going to happen. Do you think we would have taken out Osama bin Laden if days before that raid, Obama tweeted, we're taking out Osama bin Laden this weekend. We know where he is. Of course not. And here's the thing. I'm glad Trump tweeted that out. Hopefully it helps some people who would have been deported not get deported. Sometimes accidents are happy accidents, and that's one of them. I don't in any way think it means those ICE raids are never going to happen. And it kind of worries me that now ICE maybe just won't even tell the president when those things are going to happen. Who knows? But what I do know is that I'm like 99.8% sure that's why those ICE raids were canceled. Because Trump can't keep his fucking mouth shut because he's hopped up on goddamn Adderall all the time. And if you live in that state long enough, you become a fucking maniac. And now he's on his way to another secret meeting with the Russian president this weekend, all while rage dialing up Fox business to say Democrats should be investigated for investigating his ties to Russia. Anyone would investigate your ties to Russia. And this is a thing he's been bringing up repeatedly since the Mueller report came out. Not just him, his fellow Republicans and conservatives also. Back in April, Trump tweeted a thing after an Obama White House lawyer was indicted over his dealings with Ukraine. And he tweeted this thing like, look, that's who was really colluding with Russia. It was Obama and the Democrats, completely leaving out that the person who was indicted, his name is Gregory B. Craig, he was indeed the top lawyer in the Obama White House for a time. What he's being indicted for happened after he left the White House, and he did what he did in conjunction with Paul Manafort. So this isn't a link to the Obama White House and collusion with Russia. It's just another example of fucking Trump's people working with people who were working with Russia. But still, when are the Democrats going to investigate Obama? I'm telling you, that is what this has all been building up to. And that's where it's going to end. This will turn into Trump's means of eliminating his opposition. Joe Biden might be leading in the polls now, but will he still be leading when he's tied to a president that we have since thrown in prison? I know that sounds crazy, but it's not a suggestion I'm pulling out of nowhere. From the minute the Mueller report was released and didn't result in the immediate arrest of the president, conservatives have seen it as an opportunity to launch a counter-investigation into Democratic involvement in spying on the Trump campaign. Even before then, way back in December 2017, Fox News host Lou Dobbs suggested Obama should be arrested for suggesting Trump needs a filter on his tweets. That seems reasonable. Around the time the report came out, Turning Point USA founder Charlie Kirk tweeted that those involved in the Mueller probe should go to prison. Former Bush administration spokesperson Ari Fleischer suggested the Trump administration should investigate Obama. And sure enough, as we speak, 
William Barr is doing just that. He's investigating the Russia investigation. Our former president wondered if maybe Russia was interfering in our election, which they were, and had the FBI look into it, which you would expect him to do. And now the Trump administration is trying to turn that into we were spied on and the Democrats committed treason. And he has used that word. This is a thing he tweeted last month. My campaign for president was conclusively spied on. Nothing like this has ever happened in American politics. A really bad situation. Treason means long jail sentences. And this was treason. And it's not the first time he said that. At a White House event in March, he said this. There are people out there that have done some very, very evil things. Very bad things. I would say treasonous things against our country. Except it's not. Treason has a very, very narrow definition. And nothing Trump is claiming here even sort of meets that standard. A president working with the FBI to potentially maintain the integrity of our electoral process is certainly not goddamn treason. But does that matter? Because all it would really take for Trump to pull the trigger on mass arrests of his Democratic Party opponents from the last administration would be for William Barr to suggest it should be done. And when he issues that report, you think Trump won't do it? You think that might all happen while he's taking a break from Adderall and won't impulsively arrest the entire Obama administration? I think he might. Sounds like he wants to. Is there anything about him so far that makes it seem like he wouldn't do that? I mean, I understand it's not what a normal president would do, and it would be a very radical move for a president of the United States. But nothing like this has happened in American history, to quote Trump's tweet. We've never had a president like this. He cannot stop talking about arresting the last administration. It sounds insane, but we've seen it happen to a democracy on our half of the globe very recently. I am referring to Brazil. If you want to see a terrifying example of how this could all play out, watch the documentary The Edge of Democracy. It's on Netflix right now. It's by a filmmaker named Petra Costa. She grew up in Brazil. She is approximately the same age as Brazil's democracy, which is right around 30 years old. And what the documentary covers is a scandal in Brazil called Operation Car Wash, which happened as the result of uh, Brazil's president at the time, a woman named Dilma Rousseff. She changed the country's corruption laws in a way that made it easier to investigate corruption. And what happened at that point is her political opposition on the right realized that what this was going to lead to was them being investigated for corruption and ultimately going to jail. So what they decided to do instead was launch an investigation of their own into her and former president, a fucking national hero that everyone just calls Lula. His real name is Luis Inacio Lula de Silva. And what the opposition did was start this one. They started this investigation. And because all of the media companies in that country are owned by a very small handful of rich elite types who opposed the policies that Lula and Rousseff had put in place. I don't know if this sounds familiar, but because they had that kind of control of the media, they were able to instigate this huge media war against Dilma Rousseff that one ended in her getting impeached. And two, Lula went to fucking prison 
He's still in prison. They arrested the president. Granted, he was the former president, but still, he was a president. And the charges they arrested him for, it was a political scandal that had been happening in Brazil for decades. Their national oil company had, for the longest time, just sort of written a little extra money to pay out as bribes into most of their contracts for decades. Every fucking politician who reached a certain level in Brazil benefited from this scandal. And a lot of people were going to go down for it. And ironically enough, there was very, very little evidence that Lula or Dilma Rousseff benefited from the scandal at all. But somehow in Brazil, they were able to frame it in a way that made it seem like this scandal that had been running for decades and decades and decades was all their idea. And everyone involved in it was somehow tied specifically to them. And so he went to jail. She got impeached. And then after that happens, an audio recording of the opposition leader, her former vice president, she took an opposition leader as her vice president. And after they impeach her, a tape comes out of him having a conversation where he basically says, well, she's changed the laws in a way that we're probably going to go to prison. There's really only one thing we can do. We have to investigate her and send her to prison. There's even at one point a tape where they talk about paying a bribe and they say that they have to pay it to someone that they will kill before they let testify. And in light of all of this, all of this audio evidence of the person who replaced Rousseff acting in a significantly more criminal manner than they were ever able to prove she did. In the face of all of that, Brazil's leaders go in front of the country and say, this is no time to change presidents again. Sure, this is a scandal, but we already impeached the last president. We can't impeach another president now. I'm sorry. So once they had secured their place of power, none of this mattered anymore. They didn't care about the corruption. They didn't care about the scandal. They just wanted their opposition to not bring that scandal crashing down on them. And it worked. And even worse, it ended with that country electing Jair Bolsonaro, who is arguably worse than Trump because he doesn't seem like he's hopped up on Adderall all the time, if nothing else. But he's every bit as scary in every other way. Arguably scarier. He's He is more openly right-wing authoritarian and racist than Trump ever will be. But that also could just be because Trump doesn't have quite enough power to be the dictator he really wants to be. But Brazil and Operation Car Wash are a great example of how he could get that power here by turning the Russia investigation on the Democrats. Yeah, we were colluding with Russia, but you spied on us over it. You got to go to prison. Sounds like an unlikely ending, but I have my suspicions that's exactly how it could fucking end. I guess we'll see. Good luck, America. <laughs> Get it? That's the name of another podcast I used to host. Anyway, that's our episode. Who's ours? Mine and yours. Me and you. This is just for us, baby. Do I have anything to plug before I get out of here? Come to our backyard show, July 6th at Chet Wild's place, unpopsfoodparty.eventbrite.com to get tickets. There are a limited number left. We're not selling a bunch because only so many people 
can fit at Chet's house. And then there's going to be like comics there because it's LA and no one has anywhere to go on the 4th of July. It's going to be, going to be a packed house. Get your tickets now. And, uh, that's all I got to get out of here. I have to record again in like 10 minutes. Goodbye, everybody. I love you. <laughs>